We are so happy that you're here with us today. Now it's time to get started, so please stand and get ready to worship with us. And thank you for joining us here at Newbine. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Newbine Community Church. We're very happy to have each and every one of you here with us today, and special welcome to those who are watching online today as well. I'd like to invite everybody to stand. We'll have a word of prayer, and then we will get started with worship. Lord, I want to thank you for bringing us all together here today safely. I want to thank you for everything you've done in our lives throughout the week and everything we know you'll continue to do. Lord, we just ask you to come be with us today to worship you. In the name we pray. Amen. Some in power. 
right, everybody take a second, turn around and say hello to somebody. My name's Allie, and we're glad you're here. If you're new here, go ahead and pick up one of these forms from the seat back in front of you, fill it out, and drop it in the offering bag as it goes through. On April the 2nd uh, at 4.30 is our Easter egg hunt, so bring your kids. There's lots of candy uh, in the eggs, hopefully. Thank you guys for bringing the stuff back. And so 4.30, April the 2nd, special day, Easter egg hunt. Hey guys, I got a, a special invitation for you for a couple Easter events on April the 7th, Friday, Good Friday at 12 o'clock and at 6 o'clock, we have our annual silent communion service. So it's an awesome time. We come here and remember what Jesus did for us, 12 o'clock and at 6 o'clock, the same service. We'll celebrate silent communion. Easter Sunday is coming up April the 9th at 11 o'clock. We'll be out here. There'll be a big tent. And it'll be outside, and it'll be beautiful. The sun will be shining, and so we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. So come and join us. You can wear whatever you want to, and uh, the kids will be in the gym having their special time. So Easter Sunday, 11 o'clock, here at New Vine Community Church. Thanks for watching the announcements. If you need any more information, go to our website or pick up a bulletin. Thanks for being here, and enjoy the service. All right. Sound like I'm selling cars when I do that thing. Does it sound like that? You can, you know, the, like a, the one commercial, the SVG commercial, SVG something or other. He's always doing, doing that stuff. So anyway, buy a car, right? Oh, I think a lot of people went on spring break. Franklin spring break hit this week and Carlisle's did, right? And somebody don't want to go on a cruise, right? No, she doesn't. Anyway. Um, let's say a prayer and we'll take up the offering. So Lord, just thank you that we can give to you. Uh, use these gifts to glorify your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. 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 
All righty. I got a new shirt. My new shirt. Liz bought me some new shirts. I didn't have to go. When I was little, my mom would take me, and I hated shopping. So I don't, even now, I don't go. I shop for food. So I like to go to the grocery store. So so that's the deal. Um, egg hunts today, 4.30. <clears throat> if anybody wants to come early, what time, Liz? 3 o'clock? 3 o'clock to help. Like we got a million eggs to put out there, and it's all divided up by sections. You guys all know that. And so little ones are different places, and, and then she buys nice prizes. Car, car toys. You know what car toys are? They don't make it home. They don't make you, you put them in the car and the kids have already broken before they get home. Anyway, that'll be fun. And then next Sunday, it's going to be beautiful. We're going to be outside. We, you know, the big tent, the kids will be in here, so it'll be awesome. Um, what? It's supposed to be warmer. It'll be, it'll be wonderful. And if it isn't, I rented two heaters this time and sides for the giant tent, so it'll be good. Okay? Every year I do the same sermon, so I hope you don't, you know, some people request it, so I do it every year just because it's, it's close to Easter, right? And so, uh, then my member having to dress up at Easter, my mom would put a little suit on me and then I would like, look like I've been in a fight and then I get a whipping when I get home, so even as a little kid I had to wear a suit to church on Easter. So, uh, we've been studying, uh, following in the footsteps of Jesus. We've been doing that all the way through Lent and, uh, and just, and talking about it. And so today we're going to follow Jesus in his last week. Okay? Is that all right? Well, that's what we're going to do. So let's say a prayer and uh, we'll start. So Lord, just thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, that you loved us enough to send your son for us. So help us, God, as we remember him to also remember that we're to do a lot of the same things. In, in Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Okay? In uh, John's gospel, Jesus said this, Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? <clears throat> Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason came I to this hour. So Jesus has been teaching for three years. Uh, he's got some disciples who are following him around. A lot of people are following him around. Uh, <clears throat> the authorities are getting upset with him. The, um, the Romans are getting upset with him. A lot of people are getting upset with him. And so, so he's, he's moving toward the end of time. And so... <clears throat> On today, which is Palm Sunday, uh, I'll read you a scripture. It's a day of triumph, I think. So do I have the scriptures written back? Okay, bring up that scripture. Um, you can read it yourself. I thought about having somebody else read it. But let me read it to you, <clears throat> if I can find it in my Bible here. They brought Jesus. Uh, well, let me just give you a background. Jesus tells to his disciples to go into town, and you're going to find this colt. And uh, go to it and take it. If the guy asks you, what are you going to do with it? Tell him the Lord has need of it. And then I'll bring it back when I'm done. Okay? So they bring it to Jesus. So they brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, put Jesus on it. And they went along. People spread their cloaks on the road. When they came near the place where the road goes down to the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. So we have Jesus coming into Jerusalem. Uh, he, he comes in on a donkey, uh, and it's a day of triumph. Catchy little visual things, right? 
Thought those were good. They come, people start throwing, the, doing these things, and they're yelling, Hosanna in the highest. And it's a, it's contrast. When the Romans would come into town, they would come in on white horses and all these different kinds of things. Or when a king would come in, he would come in on a horse and all that. Jesus comes in on a donkey's colt. And it reminds them of David. When David came into Jerusalem to proclaim Jerusalem as the new, the new uh, capital of, of, of Israel at that time, he came in on a donkey's colt too. And Jesus is a descendant of David, and he comes in as the Messiah. And so people are yelling, and they're waving palm branches, and they're throwing their coats down because they don't want... The Messiah to be on the ground like everyone else. Okay? And so he comes in that way. And it's interesting. Everybody's just happy to see him. And everyone is just thrilled and are crying out to him because they believe he's the Messiah. And they believe he's going to come in. And I think they really believe he's going to come in and just nail the Romans. Okay? Because they're, they're going to miss it. Because if you remember that day and you move down a few days to this day, those same voices change. Those same voices that, that are yelling Hosanna join in, crucify him. And they, they totally flip. And so we see a day of triumph that Jesus comes in uh, to the people. And so my question is this. Do we praise him as the supreme ruler of our destiny? Or do we turn on him when things don't go our way? Or he doesn't do what we expect? A lot of times people do that. They love God and then all of a sudden something happens. And let me just tell you, life happens. You know that, right? Stuff happens, and and we don't like it. But a lot of times people just flip, and they just they get all upset with God, uh, like He's the one who caused it to happen. He didn't. Life happens. Uh, I have eleven grandchildren. I'm not even that old. It's unbelievable, right? And uh, but I even I remember the kids when they were little. They'd say life isn't fair, or whatever. And even as a kid, I would say to them, get used to it, right? Because life is not fair. And and so sometimes we flip on God when things don't go our way. But here they were praising him, but a few weeks, a few days down the line, they're going to be upset with him. Monday uh, is a day of authority. Uh, listen to this scripture. Jesus comes in the temple. Uh, he entered the temple area, began driving out those who were selling. And then Matthew says it like this. Do I have a Matthew? Yep. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple, overthrew the tables of money changers and the seats of them that sold doves, and said unto them, It's written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of thieves. Jesus comes in and, and, uh, the temple is like, it's been turned, the temple area has been turned into like a flea market. And, and it's almost like, you know, worship for hire, you know, uh, they were making all kinds of money off these people who were, they were coming in to sacrifice. They were coming in to, to worship God. They were coming in to, to, you know, just tell God that they loved him, but they were ripping them off. Can you imagine in Christianity being ripped off for loving God and, and worshiping God? Are you shocked at that, right? You know, because, because it happens all the time. But Jesus came and he got upset with them and he took a whip and I'm not going to try to whip it because I'll hurt myself. Um, you don't want to see me do that, right? When I was little, side note, we would go to North Carolina to, or no, we'd go to Gatlinburg. Then we'd go to Cherokee, North Carolina. And me and my brother, we always bought whips. And then we end up getting whipped with them. But anyway, we, we always did that. So I don't know if I can pop it or not. Jesus came into the temple, and he just starts turning over tables. And he starts yelling at people. And he, and he starts telling them this, that, that you've turned God's house into a place of thieves. But God's house is supposed to be a house of prayer. 
that it's about this relationship with God. And so he, he flips out on them and, and turns over them. So a couple more questions, I think. I have questions for everything. Is there lots of religious activity in your life, but you left out the most important thing or the most important person? It's real easy to do. You can get all caught up in religion and miss the point. I remember a long, long time ago, before I went to seminary, I remember this old preacher told me, he goes, don't lose yourself in seminary. You know, don't get so caught up in this stuff of studying the Bible and studying all the theology and stuff that you miss the relationship with God. Because it's real easy to get sidetracked with all the details and miss this point. And I'm I'm reminded in the book of Revelation, there's a verse that says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone will hear my voice and will open the door, I will come in and sup with them and and them with me. And uh, we always use that scripture growing up as a thing about inviting Jesus into into your life, which that's okay, but that's not what it's talking about. It's a really sad picture in the book of Revelation that that Jesus is outside the church and he's knocking on the door of the church and he wants to come in and have fellowship with him. Because it's so easy to get caught up in church stuff and in religion that we miss it's, it's about this. Okay? Still here? Good. We'll be done soon. The third day, on Tuesday, um, Jesus comes in and it's a day of... Of challenge. If I can flip this thing up here. He comes in, he comes back to the temple the next day, and he, he starts to teach. Let me read you the scripture that goes with it. On the day he was teaching the people in the temple courts and preaching the gospel, the chief priests and the teachers of the law together with the elders came up to him. Tell us, by what authority are you doing these things? They said, who gave you this authority? And so they challenged Jesus. He comes in the temple, uh, he, he's teaching, he's preaching right there. He's not out hiding from them. <clears throat> and they challenge him. And they say, what, by what authority? And Jesus always answers questions with questions, if you've noticed that. They ask him, by what authority are you? So then he, he poses this question. By what, you know, was John the Baptist from heaven or was he from man? And they were afraid to answer. So they didn't answer anymore. And, and Jesus comes and he challenges them. He teaches the scripture and by the authority that God's given him. And so this is the deal. Do we really believe that Jesus is the Son of God? And if we do, do we do what he says? Or do we question everything he says and we don't do anything? And so there's always challenge in our life. There's there's challenge. There's invitation. There's challenge. God invites us into this relationship and then he challenges us. And so we have to live that out. Wow, I'm almost through the week. And time goes fast, right? This is a sad day in the story, I think. It's a day of betrayal. Um, listen to this scripture on Wednesday. And Judas went to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard, discussed it with them how he might betray Jesus. They were delighted and agreed to give him money. He consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over to them with no crowd present. And then Matthew says it like this. Then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot, went into the chief priests and said to them, What will you give me? And I'll deliver him to you. They covenanted together with him for 30 pieces of silver. And from that time they sought an opportunity to betray him. So it's a sad day for Jesus. Uh, one of his one of his friends, you know, wants to turn him in for 30 pieces of silver. And uh, he's betrayed. I don't know if you've ever been betrayed by a friend, Right? You know, someone you really care about, and then all of a sudden they, they kind of turn on you, or they betray you, or or they hurt you. 
he was, he was picked, you know, he was picked by Jesus and he hung out with Jesus and then he was willing to, to turn Jesus over. Why he did it? I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe he thought it's, it's getting out of hand and all those kinds of things, but he did it. So here's the questions that I have. These are strange questions. How much would you do it for? Which is horrible, right? Or how much have you done it for? And this is the deal. All of us have it sometime or less. All of us have betrayed him at some time, right? I think so. At least I have. None of you guys have. Just me. Right? Thank you. All right. So, day of betrayal. <clears throat> Thursday. I don't know if I can do this without breaking this thing. Thursday is a day of, of farewell. Thursday is the day that Jesus got together with all his disciples and uh, they were going to eat the Passover together. Listen to the scripture. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until the finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks, and he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you, I will not drink it again, the fruit of the vine, until the kingdom of God comes. He took the bread, he gave thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. So we see Jesus with his disciples, and we see him in the upper room, and we're really familiar with this. He, he takes takes the bread and and he he breaks it and he says, "This is my body, which is broken for you." And then it says he takes the cup and he says, "This cup is the new covenant." What does the word covenant mean? Don't make me have to redo all those sermons again. Somebody tell. What does the covenant mean, Liz? She don't even know either. What? Relationship. It's about a relationship, right? Uh, I'm going to have to go back and do covenant and kingdom again. Uh, it's about a relationship. That this this is a new covenant, new relationship. We do this every Sunday. Uh, reminded that it's that relationship. And so Jesus does that with his disciples. And then he does something just really weird. He gets up afterwards and, and uh, he takes off his outer garment. He wraps a towel around himself. And he gets down on his knees like a common servant or slave. And he starts to wash the disciples' feet. And then he tells them, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. This is how you serve people. You know, and I, and I always say this, I'm not really going to wear one of these, but, but we have the cross as a symbol of Christianity, right? Because we remember what Jesus did. But here is the real symbol of Christianity. They were supposed to be servants. Jesus said, if you want to be great, you're supposed to serve people. That's what we do as followers of Jesus. It's a normal thing to serve people. And so Jesus demonstrates how we're supposed to live as his followers. We're supposed to be servants. Jesus is arrested later that night. And Friday, uh, well, let me go back to that question real quick. Sorry about that. Do we remember what he's done for us? Do we demonstrate what a real servant of Jesus is? Or do we always want to be comfortable and be served? We're Americans, right? And we're into comfort. Aren't we? 
you guys are sitting on, I don't know, $150, $200 seats. And like I say, one day you're gonna, they're gonna be recliners and they'll have cup holders. Just like if you go to, go to the theater now, when you went and saw the Jesus Revolution movie, you go there, they'll bring the food out to you. And it's just like in your living room. No, just kidding, but, but we're used to comfort. But Jesus said if, if we want to be like him, we're, we're the ones who are serving people. We're the ones who are helping people. We're the ones who demonstrate God's love. And that's why we exist as followers of Jesus. And that's why we do what we do as a church, just serving people. Friday is the sad day. It's a day of suffering. Um, you know the scripture in Luke 23, I think it says it like this. When they came to the place called the skull, there they crucified him along with the criminals, one on his right, one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. And they divided his clothes by casting lots. Jesus is arrested that night after he had the Passover with the disciples, and then they take him away, and, and they do an illegal trial all night long. They beat him. Uh, they, they take his garments. They, they divide them up. And uh, then they make him carry his own cross. And they take him to the place where there's a place of crucifixion. It was called the skull. And, and there they, they crucify him. And you, in that story, you, you heard the, the deal. There's, there's a guy on one side of him. And this guy, because the crowd's mocking him, the crowd's saying, you know, if you are the son of God, come down, you know, save yourself and save us too. There's one guy on the one side and he's joining in. He's mocking Jesus and he's saying all the same thing to Jesus. Then on the other side, there's a guy who just looks at Jesus and says, Lord, will you remember me when you come in your kingdom? Jesus looks at him and says, today you'll be with me in paradise, which is an awesome thing. And, and what's crazy for me is this, that, that we're either on one side or the other side, you know? And, and uh, we need to be the ones who say, Lord, just, just remember me. The guy, they're dying. And one of them is in his last breath is mocking Jesus and hollering at Jesus. The guy in his other breath is just saying, Lord, you know, I, you know, I, and, and he, I think even in the, one of the stories, he says, you know, we're here because we're, we're supposed to be here. We've done stuff, but he's innocent. And he says, Lord, just remember me when you come to your kingdom. And so then they take Jesus down from the cross and Joseph of Arimathea takes him down from the cross. And this other guy who I, I, is one of my favorite things in the gospels, his name's Nicodemus. If you remember Nicodemus, he came by Jesus at night once and, and asked, and Jesus told him how to be born again and all those things. And it doesn't say anything else about him, the whole rest of the Gospels, <clears throat> until the crucifixion. But Nicodemus comes with Joseph of Arimathea, and he helps Jesus, and they take him to a place to be buried. And it was in Joseph's tomb. You know, he just went to the cemetery and bought a grave lot, right, and, and, and gave it away to Jesus. My question for you is this. Which side of the cross are you? Do you know that he died for you? Have you accepted his death on the cross as God's means to rescue you? You know? Or are you on the other side? So we have the last week of Jesus as we follow him. Triumphant, authority, challenge, betrayal, farewell, and suffering. So this week we will remember that. Each day we'll remember what God's done. And we'll remember that he loves us. John 3.16, for God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Two questions. What's God saying to me? And what am I going to do about it? So let's just bow our heads just for a second. Let's think about this. Think about the last week of Jesus. Think about what he's done for us. And think about how we're supposed to live as his followers. Amen. If you have one of these, take it out and and peel off the top. And we're going to do what Jesus did on that Thursday night, Passover. And as a result of that, the disciples, every time they got together, they 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 did this and they remembered what he what he said and what he did. And so we do the same thing every week. We remember what Jesus said and what he did. <clears throat> And how we're supposed to live. And if I can get it open. The new ones are harder. (coughs) This is to test you. It's to test your faith. And your patience. And I'm right there with you. And I may have to get my knife out. I know. I'll share my knife. I got it. Oh, yes. Is everybody good? Wow. I'm mechanically challenged. All right. These are on sale. (coughs) I know. They're hard to do. My lovely wife telling me how to do it. Really? Well, thanks, hon. Thank you very much. I haven't made it all these years. With Liz's help, that's exactly right. All right. We always do this just to remind us, you know, of what Jesus did and, and remind us of what we're supposed to do, too, that this is a family thing. You know, that when we become a follower of Jesus, we become a part of a family. And, and uh, it's a family meal. So we always say the Lord's Prayer together. So it will be on the screen if you don't know it by heart. So let's just say this prayer together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this remembrance of me. And he said, also, he took the cup at the end of the supper. And he says, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this remembrance of me. The apostle Paul writing to the church at Corinth said this. He said, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. We remember what Jesus did and we're reminded of what we're supposed to do. Amen. Let's all stand. Grab someone's hand beside you if you like. Remember the Easter egg hunt today? It's for all the kids. If you want to come at 3 o'clock and help throw those things out there, it'll be great. The guy came the other day to cut the grass, and I told him to wait, you know, until so we can hide the eggs for the kids. And then uh, the kids will come in. They'll start in here. Then they'll go out and do their egg thing. And then they'll come in here and they get little prizes and stuff like that, too. And next Sunday, you know, all of you have one of these. This week sometime, text one of your friends and tell them to come to Easter with you. At 11 o'clock outside will be great. And, uh, okay. Oh, Friday, yeah, Friday. I'm sorry about that. Fridays are silent communion. So if you've never been to that, it's an awesome service to come to, too. So we just come in. It's all silent. Things come on the screen and remind us of all the things that Jesus did. Okay. So let's say a prayer, and then we'll go home. So, Lord, just thank you for today. Thank you that you loved us. I thank you, Lord, that, that you came into the world. And even as you came into town, Lord, that day on that donkey's cold, uh, you came to go to the cross to demonstrate God's love to us. So, Lord, help us as we leave this place that we would be servants, that we would love people and demonstrate your love to them. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Bless you. Yeah.